All right, guys. Welcome to another episode of Coffee is for Closers. We're back on the microphones due to an enormous yeah. amount of complaints. You got to talk directly into the mic, as you just mentioned. None of this. Otherwise, they won't hear you. Neck up, parrot. All right. Um, today, what we're going to talk about is lessons learned from 2021. Um, and I guess probably go into the things that we're going to do in 2022. But we're going to go over lessons learned, not only from business, but also a sales perspective as well. Yeah. Yeah, no, it sounds like a good plan. All right. <laughs> Cue the intro. If you listen to this podcast, you will make your first million within three years. I'm going to repeat that. You will make a million dollars within three years of the first episode you listen to. We don't want pikers. We're not here to save the manatees. We're here to make podcasts. You really want this. You listen and review. Put that coffee down. All right, guys. So welcome to 2022. Jimmy. Yeah. 21. Jimothy. Can I call you Jimothy? Um, (laughs) Well, I mean, James, Jim, Jimothy. I was gonna. That was a, a really good joke coming there. I'm like, God, oh, no, I probably shouldn't. Yeah. <laughs> we'll have to edit it out anyway. <laughs> so, yeah. um, All right. So lessons learned from 2021. 2021 was a big year. We grew as a business uh, 4.9 times yeah. over, which is not too shabby. It's an average of what 14 percent month on month. It was something like that. Yeah, close. It was some sort of math ratio. Yeah, yeah. I think that. Y- once you extrapolate, like the pluses and minuses, it ended up around that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's nice. Yeah, that's good. It's heaps good math. Um, so yeah, so we obviously grew the business quickly and we're still growing. However, I think there were a lot of uh, lessons learned from a sales perspective as well. And I think lots of lessons learned from a business perspective. And today that's what we're going to kind of go into. So what were some of the key, I'll throw you under the bus. What were some of the key takeaways that you had, Jimothy, oh, in 2021? Just- I guess I'll sort of go first. I think like from a sales perspective, I watched a lot of sales reps uh, grow a lot over the year, right? And I think I saw a couple of pitfalls that a lot of salespeople fell into, which was like the, and it's at both ends of the spectrum, I think from newbies all the way down to, uh, from sorry, from newbies all the way up to guys who are sort of crushing the game was like this, like needing to finish the race the race never finishes, you know what I mean? But there's a need to like kind of get to the end. So I'll take like some of our younger guys and I won't say names as an example. It's like when you're around people who are, I guess like at the top level of the game, like your Marcos and all these guys who are making be there. great money. Like you feel like you should be there. Like you, everyone wants to be there, but you sort of get this feeling like you should be there. These guys are coming in. They've been selling for two years or a year and they feel like because they're in the environment around a bunch of Olympians that they should be, you know, running, you know, nine, five hundreds. Yep. And it's just like, they, I think because a lot of these new guys coming in, especially in Sales Sniper, are in a situation where like they're surrounded by people who've been selling for 10, 12 years. They like, and they didn't see any of that part. Yeah, yeah. They've just come in and they might even see someone come into Sales Sniper and within six months, be at 30 or 40k a month but it's like yeah what did that person do beforehand yeah i think like and that was you know one of the biggest lessons that i learned this year is just time takes time yeah you know i, I think um one of the like to add on to that is that when you go and see like other people in business that are far more successful than you is really acknowledging that there's no real difference in skill set mm. well sorry 
in skill set in the future, right? So, sure, they might be far more advanced than you. They might have a better skill set. At a few particular things. Precisely. Yeah. But it's because that they've been there longer. And yeah. there's, you know, like um, certain people that are at high levels, they're not superheroes, they're just regular guys that have learned lessons that you're let to learn. They've picked up skills you're let to learn, even if you're on that same trajectory. Yeah. Like, I, I remember we had a, a call with someone. We had um, foreseen this huge problem, all right? We put in a bunch of um, processes in place to prevent that from becoming yeah. worse or significant. Oh, we can talk about it. I think we had a call with – I remember listening to a podcast with Ryan Serhan. Yeah. And he was talking about how as he grew his company, the – like a large chunk of a certain part, like I think it was like 60 people in his sales team basically got up and left. He talks about this openly. Uh, I was referring to like three different things, but oh, yeah, Brian so, Sohan is absolutely one of those. Yeah, this is this is really specific. I remember listening to, I can't remember which podcast it was. If I can, I'll listen to the show notes. On a, what was that um, program that got really hyped as a social platform then disappeared? Oh, yeah, it was on Clubhouse with Clubhouse. us. He was on our Clubhouse. Yeah, it was, it was yeah. on our Clubhouse with us. That's right. It came on and we were on, we were on a Clubhouse together talking about sales. And um, he talked about this thing where, like, the importance of sales teams and management and how, yeah. like, he built this giant sales team and had, like, 70% of them just walk out. Mm-hmm. And I remember being on that Clubhouse going, F-. like, F-. that feels like it could happen. It could. And it's because, like, basically he was getting pulled in lots of different directions and, like, his profile was getting up and up and up and up and up. And so, like, he started to feel like you guys have only got these leads, these opportunities because my profile. And then they're they're thinking back at him. You've only got the profile because we're the we one sell. doing the f-ing work, you know. So it's like, and, and both are somewhat valid arguments, um, but they're both wrong, uh, you know. Like, it, they're it, also both right. Yeah, they're also both right. Yeah. yeah. So, like, I, I sort of really resonated with that because obviously, as the business grows, like my profile in particular gets sort of bigger. But as does your head, yeah, yeah, massively, right? Um, but like, not that I, well, not that I, that. it's your hat right there, yeah, yeah, it is, yeah, <laughs> you could bathe in that, um, yeah, so like, I was like, okay, that seems like a really good thing to try and avoid. So we paid, I think it was five or ten thousand dollars or something to book in an hour of time with him to be able to kind of like discuss those things in particular. And we actually realized when we came out of that that we'd put in like 95% of the things that. to mitigate those ahead of time, which I think was a great moment for us. We're like, oh, I I think we have this somewhat under control. Yeah. Um, And it wasn't like, oh, Ryan's a superhero that is just a genius at all things, and that's why he's been successful. It's like, no, he's he's made mistakes. He's grown things. He's he's done things well. He's done things poorly. But in the day, he's just done the work, put one foot in front of the other, and always tried to get better at doing certain things. And he's relentless, and that's why he's successful. Yes. And uh, there's a thought process behind that level of relentlessness that um, once you have, uh, you know, we're, we're pretty lucky to have a couple of guys in this company that have huge work ethics. Yeah. But when you combine that work ethic with like a, a thought process that is around business, it makes the work, eth- work ethic actually useful. Yeah, and I think it was an important moment to like, I guess, myth bust mm. Uh, like these guys that are at these upper echelons of business, they're just that much smarter. Yeah. And it's like, they're not, you just know, a couple of years ahead. Yeah. And it's like, oh, it's a couple of years ahead, but it's a couple of years of like making good choices, but also making mistakes, learning from those mistakes. Like we've been working a lot with Brad Lee and Brad Lee. I mean, he runs a, um, a hundred million dollar a year business. Um, and it's like working with him. It's like, Oh, I can do that. 
Yeah, I had this, when I, I was having dinner with him, and I thought the same thing. I'm like, ah, just a regular guy. You enjoy steak, coffee, and a beer. Yeah. Like, there's no difference. It's like you're, you're not a super genius that has just hit the jackpot. It's, it's like, oh, you, you're just a guy that, you know, has done a lot. And so, like, that's not to detract from the achievement because it's like an incredible achievement, especially oh, yeah. with the way he's done his profile as well. Um, but it, it's just sort of like a good mentality to go for. And I think, like, um, the mentality is, like, if you're a young sales guy and you're looking at someone like a Marco or even a Jeremy Miner, it's like they're not savants. Yeah. Like, they're people who have spent the time to learn the skills and been somewhat patient in how they go about the learning of their skill set and also knowing there are people out there who are better. And not only is that inspiring, but it's also good. It's an, like it's, an, it's okay for people to be better than you. Yeah. And like learning this process, like, like I got into high ticket selling and within a year I was one of the top dudes in the industry. I would say within six months. Yeah. And it wasn't, bit, but like people are like, oh my goodness, it's so fast. It's like, yeah, but what about the 10 years of what selling? Yeah, what about the 10 years of selling that I had to do before that where I was the bed on a regular basis um, to be able to put myself in a position where I had seen and had so many interactions that it, it was like, oh, I get this now. And it's like, as you start to put things together, it all starts to click. Yeah, it, you've got like a puzzle, you know, you might have like 70% done. You might have like 70% done and then all of a sudden there's a couple of more pieces that you need to put in. Then it's like, ah, you go from zero to hundred really quick. Yeah. But most people that come in, they might only have like a quarter full. They might be halfway. Therefore, they've still got heaps of pieces to lay down before they can put that one final thing that brings it all together. Yeah. So I think like, you know, one of the big lessons learned was to make sure that we expectation manage mm the younger guys that are coming through and that we explain the journeys that the more successful people have had. Like there's not, I mean, and there are exceptions to that. You look at someone like a Thales who's never sold before. Yeah. And within a year of selling is one of the, the top dudes in the industry uh -huh. consistently selling over seven figures a month, like Sell every single month. Yeah. Like the, I mean, the guy's a phenom, but it's not that he is, like an exceptionally gifted natural sales. That's not it. It's he only knows one process, which is NEPQ, which is an incredibly effective process and he understands it. Um, so he has no bad habits, mm. right? So I, I remember when I came into the military, I hadn't really done any shooting. And they, they, they said like, I would, they were very clear, the people who have done the least amount of shooting will be the most successful shooters. Because the military teaches you only good habits when it comes to shooting. Military shooting styles are very, very good, uh, especially in sniping, obviously. And they're yeah, very, but they're very different to how a lot of like civilians would teach how to shoot. Uh, yeah, they're like very different. Stuff. Yeah, like, yeah. well, just the methodologies of how you prepare and how you squeeze and pull and aim and your body positions and all that kind mm -hmm. of stuff. Like, it's very technical. Um, and I became a really, really good shot very, very quickly. And it's just because I literally had no bad habits. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And it wasn't like, it just didn't have any bad habits. Yeah. And, and so like, I think like with someone like Atalas, it's like, but I didn't have that. And a lot of people don't have that. That's, you know, and you can't go back in time and change that. But it's like, again, he just sort of succumbed to a methodology, went as deep as he possibly could with it, and then was patient and honestly relentless in how he trained it. Yeah, so. but I mean, there's also like, there's a bell curve and everything. <laughs> Yeah. Right. You can He's have also. 10 people come in, 
two are going to be terrible, two are going to be amazing, the rest are going to sit in the middle. It's just the way it is. Yeah. You know? Um, yeah. So that's something to, to learn as well as with yeah. expectation management. But um, one of the, the business uh, things is uh, like uh, understanding more stuff and looking at things from more like of a, a macro level. Mm. Like, I mean, uh, we started, yeah, so we, we acquired many other companies um, and many other strategic partnerships within our um, subsidiaries. We're restructuring our company to, to make that work purely based on there's like a, a point in time with business where you just like realize, oh, these are the next steps and it just kind of hits you. And um, you're like, oh, okay, well, we don't have to just run this company. We can run 10 others that all work in tandem and run a larger company and add on many, many different things where there's actual some competition to, to drive a bit of innovation. I think that that comes from, um, to be honest, like I, if, I, if I have a look, it's like it's, it was a cascade of effects uh-huh. that came from a couple of conversations that seemed interesting. Yeah. That's really it. Like one of our sales reps was like, hey, this M&A thing is pretty cool. Yeah. I'm pretty into it. And I was like, okay, that sounds cool. Tell me about it. And then like, like within six weeks, I convinced six or seven people to give us equity yeah. in their company. And then from there, we kind of had to start figuring stuff out. And it's like we kept getting introduced to different people, like kind of randomly, to be honest. Um, that then it was like, I'm, I'm, I'm very like, let's just say, always, I'm always say yes to the conversation because you never know where it's going to go. Yeah. You know? Um, and so it was just like, I think our, like our skill set has really ramped up because we've like been attempting to do things that are probably outside of our skill set yeah. and outside of like where learning. really where we should be, yeah. which is then going, okay, well, if we're going to make this work, we should probably sort of learn about stuff. And then it's like finding people. I don't learn well in a course environment. Like yeah. I learn well from people. So it's like, okay, well, what do you know about this? Can you explain this to me? Like one of our sort of business partners, clients, um, a guy called Dakota, I was like, I need you to un- help me understand why you're doing this. Mm. And he sort of explained it. And I was like, okay, that makes sense now. And then I was like, okay, now that I can make sense of the why, I can start to understand the how. And then moved into a house and my neighbor is like super high level international CEO mergers and acquisitions dude started chat rapping with him next minute. He's like on the board. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and it's just like just absorbing his information through him yeah. like a f-ing maniac and uh, shout out to him. If he's listening, he probably is. You're right. <laughs> yeah. Hey Kimbo. How are you? Yeah. <laughs> you owe me 20 bucks. Yeah. That's <laughs> yeah, true. From the cricket. Right, he, um, did, he did buy the tickets, but yeah. Yeah. yeah, fair yeah. Well, uh, because you messed up. <laughs> so, um, yeah. But yeah, like the whole point there is I learn by figuring things out myself. Yeah. I don't learn from a course, but with like that. And whole, saying that you should for sure buy the closing code. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> if you're a course learner, then yeah. do it. Um, which if you're not, we have role plays. Are, right? If so. we're not, you have role plays. That's why we have um, six role plays a week. Yeah. But w- within that, that process, the only way you can get to that next level is like changing the thinking patterns. And when you start sort of thinking, it's like, oh, I didn't know about that. What else do I know about? And then you ask the question, tell me why you're doing this. Then you can start to look at conversations and look at interactions and predict, ah, maybe if I start thinking, why are they doing this? And trying to figure it out, the motivations, the reason someone would want to help, the reason someone would go into business. 
you can really understand those motivations a lot better and start to be like, I can see how that could be turned into a business or I can see how that can be used to make money. Mm. And then once you get that uh, thought process going, it's pretty hard to, to turn off and that's where better ideas come from. Yeah, and I think it's about like for us as being yeah. out of the day-to-day more, like me, me and you, I th- me more than you, yeah. I think, but the two of us are fairly out of day-to-day grind and processes. I'm, I'm completely out. I'm, like, I'm not. Yeah. yeah, but you're, we have different roles, yeah. you know, but like I, I'm, I'm pretty much completely out of any sort of day to day running of the business. Like I essentially just answer questions. Uh, a couple of side projects. I yeah. mostly answer questions and give direction. Yeah. So I, I say we have meetings and I go, it's a bad idea for this reason. Yeah. Good idea for this reason. Let's look at it this way. And then everyone pretty much goes, okay, that m- makes sense. And, and then I'll we, say, no, you're wrong for this reason. Yeah. <laughs> and then we move forward with whatever <laughs> we think is best. Right. Well, so, right. yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, but that sort of leaves a certain element of creativity, which is why like a business will never truly grow until the business owner or owners are, are free enough to not be burdened with the day to day. Yeah. Um, which is why like, and it's like the diaries look totally different, but you're still doing, oh, yeah. you know? Um, but I think like one of cricket. Yeah. And it was, it was pretty productive. It was incredibly productive. Yeah. Um, it was fun. Um, I did a story. <laughs> marketing um so, <laughs> so so i think like one of the biggest uh shifts for me in 2021 was not looking at the value of a client or a project in terms of money but in terms of or cash in terms of value it brings to the company and potential future opportunities yeah so value yeah. right so it's like and I, and I had to sit down with Marco and with uh, Will Hinkson about it. And I was like, if you guys are, cause like we don't decide who comes on as a client. Like we, we don't, I don't, f-ing, I don't know any of the new clients. Right. Yeah. And I'll never speak to them unless there is an issue, yeah. but they all know who we are and that's great. Um, but they come on as a done for you client. We are behind the scenes making sure that things happen. And I work with Will and I work with Marco to, you know, test and adjust things that aren't working. And they ask me yeah. questions about the accounts, but, but it's like, um, only bring on accounts that you think will have a, a, a will add a value to the company. Let's say in terms of sale value, in terms of value value, or like something yeah, that well, moves the ball forward in any particular way. Like, do we want another business coach? That's just a f-ing another business coach. It's like, no, we don't. We want someone who is interesting, who has a good business, who is doing something in a different way. Maybe they're getting into leads through Clubhouse. Like, oh, hey, that's pretty f-ing interesting. Mm. Can we learn what they're doing and replicate it in our own coaching business? Or can we, can we learn, like, can we work with them to perfect a clubhouse sales funnel? And if we can, that's pretty cool. Yeah. And if we have businesses that are totally non-competing, then we can, you know, utilize that same process in other businesses that we're selling for and we can make more money. So it's like, you know, those are kind of the things that we're looking for, ways that we can add value because like we have, you know, 15 or 20 inquiries a month we can only take on one or two so it's like let's let's just not necessarily take on the ones that bring the most cash but the ones that bring the most value yeah yeah um what were some of the key business things that you've learned this year or sales because i'd say this time last year you probably haven't developed in sales over this last 12 months compared to the i've probably gotten worse yeah I i would dare say i've gotten worse is there any like key things you learn in sales over that time um, or is it more just business? I think, I mean, for my personal development has been far more business. Yeah. Like I was shooting videos today for sales and I was like, 
what was like what was that again? Like this, yeah. it was a, I had to sort of go over notes, and it was a little bit difficult. I still teach the inner circle, so I think I've gotten much better at articulating certain concepts that people find yeah. really good. Right, like I'm much better at articulating certain things. So I think my sales coaching has gotten better. I would say my actual sales has probably suffered a bit because I'm just not doing it that often. Reps, right. Yeah. Um, whereas, like, I'm sure Marco's way better than me now. Um, the sales that I've done have been relatively successful. But, um, yeah, I think in, in terms of that, like, it's been more about sales management and, like, how to make sure that we get the right people to the right job and the settings up of those structures that create successful salespeople. Because, like, a successful salesperson, like, 95 times out of 100 is a product of a few different things, which is, like, a solid system that the person can work within. Mm. It, it takes a good sales rep, right? This is for, like, phenomenal sales. It's, like, yeah. good sales rep with a solid system behind them. Yep. You can have a fantastic sales rep with a shit system. It'll be a relatively average result. And you can have a fantastic system with very average sales reps, and you'll have success. We did, like, a brief consulting with a company that I that had, like, comically terrible sales reps yeah. like we did the comically terrible nice guys and not, not on them personally right but like the sales calls were absolutely terrible i think we we have a score at a 25 that you can get if you buy a call review office i think the highest one was like nine i've never seen someone get a 25 uh like, no even marco doesn't i've seen it. someone get like 24 yeah um but yeah but like man most of the guys were getting single digits right which is really bad like but this is a company that's doing $700,000 a month in front-end sales at a 5K offer. Yeah, right. Which is a lot of sales. It's a lot of sales. There's a lot of volume. Exactly. And so, like, great process, terrible sales, uh-huh. right? Produced good outcome. If you then <laughs> increase the efficacy of that sales team by 30 or 40%, sky's the limit. Um, and they had some process issues, but their marketing was so good. It was crazy. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. So, yeah, like I think it's about, you know, I, I've learned and we've learned how to create environments that salespeople can be successful, which is why we have accounts that are doing 25 times ROASs. Mm-hmm. So for those of you sales reps, it's like 25 times return of ad spend. So they spend $1,000 on ads. They get a $25,000 return in cash mm-hmm. uh, immediately. Like cash collected. Cash collected, yeah. right? So, which is nuts. And we have a lot of accounts. We have some accounts that don't do that. I mean, we have a couple of accounts that do that well. Not all the accounts do that well. But like we've created a sales system, a sales team, and a sales environment where those numbers are possible because they have an internal sales team as well, right? And I won't say what their ROAS is, but let's just say the average combined between internal and external is 13, all right? Same leads, same everything. We use a different sales process than what they do because I was adamant about using my sales process and they nearly quit because of it, but I wouldn't give in. Um, and I was like, just watch. And then sure enough, we, 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 we went out every single time. But um, yeah, man, like the environment and the process and the systems behind it mean that like you don't have to have rock star salespeople. Yeah. You can have like good salespeople who are producing phenomenal results. Yeah. And, and I think, like, we're doing a management training at the moment, or starting to. It kicks off uh, next next week. It'll be super interesting to see the sales reps see behind what we do yeah. as a management team to ensure, because I think sometimes, and some of them, 
most of them know that we do a load of stuff for them, but I think some of them probably just think like, oh, they're just getting us accounts. It's like, yeah, nah, dude. It's like there are people working around the clock to make sure that your sales are even possible. Maybe we should release that as a course one day. I don't know. Yeah, it'd have to be expensive. We might. It'd have to be expensive though. Very expensive. Um, Yeah, one of the other the big key ones. which really wasn't possible in the previous years just because of time and being bogged down, was uh, making sure you have that uh, space for creativity to actually think and come up with ideas. Right, like I come up with an idea for a, a second business the other day and it took me like 15 minutes. I'm like, ah, I got that idea. Let's go make it. And that company, I reckon, will grow up to 800K a month in six months. Yeah, it's a good idea. Yeah, but like... That would never happen. I had a couple ideas about that in the car today. Oh, I had so many ideas. It's, and pretty, now, it's aggressive. Don't get, yeah, don't get me wrong. With a lot of those ideas that we have, half of them are fucking stupid. Mm. Half of them will never work. And we've done a few of them and gone, like, that literally was, done, like, three months of work, gotten a month into it and gone, this is fucking stupid. Yeah. And then we're like, ah, it's kind of like, we were going to do recruitment. And then we, we set everything up, did the whole thing. And then we did it. Like we did like we placed like eight or nine people and then realized like that model just is not for us. Not for us, yeah. Like and it's not that it's a bad thing, it's just there were a couple of like ethical things that we as a sales agency could not overcome. The big one was um, we're always gonna take the best for ourselves. Yeah, exactly. So then we're just giving away the B team and it's like I don't wanna do that. It's like then we're known for just giving handy downs. <laughs> yeah, so it's like, oh I don't wanna do that. Mm. You know? And then we had a couple of bags that I didn't want to have to deal with. Yeah, once you you take that space for yourself to create time for <laughs> creativity, it just create time for creativity. To make time for creativity, it really accelerates things because you realize you shouldn't be bogged down in the day-to-day work and creative people need creative outlets to actually grow things. And, yeah. Uh, that's probably the biggest thing that I've learned is stop doing so much. The more time we take off now, yeah. the faster we grow. Yeah. I've also learned that like apparently most people are pretty shitty sales managers and yell at their staff. Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, if you're, if you're out there right now and you are yelling at your staff, you've failed so much that I can't even begin to describe where that behavior even begins. And if you're being yelled at by your boss, quit because that guy is a fully blown idiot. And I will say that to anyone's face in front of anybody, because like having, having gone through like the special operations thing where like, like it's funny, man, like in infantry, people scream at you in special operations. People don't scream at you. Yeah. Yeah. Like there might be the one idiot, but nine times out of 10, like I remember being in the regular army and people were like ah, blah, 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 screaming at everybody, right? Screaming at people for everything. And you get into special ops and everyone's like, Hey man, this is unacceptable for these reasons. And you go, all right, boss. And they go, all right, man, don't do it again. Yeah. Thanks dude. You know why? Cause you're an adult and like a real leader does not have to yell at people. I just like, it bothers my mind. We've had a few guys come over from an organization. I won't say who it is, but, um, and um, like they're literally being yelled at for like not hitting like a KPI or not being doing stuff. Set. It's like all that happens when you yell at someone is they disregard completely what you're, you're saying and they just go back and they go, all they think of you as a fucking idiot or a, or a dirtbag or a douchebag and they completely even like, they don't even like assimilate the information that they're being given. Yeah. It, would you? Yeah. It, it just, it's so stupid. Yeah. 
Like I just, uh, man, we'll, we'll it's so a, cr- it's so crazy. Let's do a series of content on it. Yeah, how to? It'll be get really good traffic. Not to be a good leader. We'll set up a funnel for it. Yeah, I just think it's ridiculous, man. I just like and like I'm a 37, almost 38 year old ex special ops dude, my army. Like if I don't feel the need to yell at people, I don't know anybody else will. Hmm. I just think it's just terrible leadership, and like sales reps are just treated so shit in so many organizations. And they don't stand up for themselves because, like, this is why. Salespeople are the most loyal people that you have on your staff, right? Because they buy into the product. Yeah. They buy into the service so deeply because they're convincing people every single day that they should do it. So you end up just convincing yourself this is the greatest thing on the planet. And so, like, you want to, like, fight for the cause. So you get asked to do this, and you get asked to do this, and you get asked to do this. You know what I mean? You get, like, pushed and pushed and pushed and pushed because, like, the business owner basically knows that, like, you're not going to go anywhere, Yeah. you know? And so, like, I just think it's, like, salespeople are really commoditized and treated very unfairly in most businesses, which is why, like, at Sales Sniper, like, we treat – this is a salesperson-first organization – and we had a chat the we other don't day. Commoditize sales reps. Yeah, and we had a chat the other day, but we also don't commoditize VAs. Oh yeah, like some of our V, a lot of our VAs are on like standard Western wages. Also, I don't know if you know this. A typhoon hit the Philippines while you're away. Uh, our team like raised heaps of money. We sent, we forwarded them all cash so that they could buy right, generators and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Tor was telling me. Yeah, yeah. Um, but like you know, I, I I had a very very like real chat with the uh, leadership team the other day, yeah. and it was like because we were going over like our management training and it was like, what is a core value that we need to espouse in management? And it was like the position, your position in the company has no, has no bearing on your worth as a person. Absolutely. And like, I'm the same value as the newest setter, as a VA, everyone is a human being and everyone deserves to be treated in the exact same way. Not that they're going to get paid the same way, but like everyone is the same value. And if you're not being treated like that in your organization, hit us up. We'll find a place for you, maybe. Yeah, the, uh, we'll put the link in the description of where you can apply to work with us. Yeah, but like, my, it's just like, that is one of the biggest takeaways is like, I didn't know that most organizations didn't work like that because like, I just refused to be part of an organization that would treat somebody differently because they're in the Philippines or because they're a chick or because they're this or because they're that. Like, everyone gets treated equally. And you know what's the stupidest thing? Of all the people that you'd pick to yell at you don't make it the person responsible for bringing in your money <laughs> oh yeah as a recipe for disaster it's ridiculous yeah but they might leave and take off the team with them anyway i think uh i think we've gone on for long enough i think we have two 33 minutes calls to get to all right i'm probably sure you do all right guys if you like this kind of content make sure you like subscribe and notification bell if you're watching on youtube if you are an audio only listener make sure you subscribe share this to whoever uh, we'll have some show in the show notes. You can join the closing code, which is our, like, you know, we have a portal. It's actually a monetized version of our staff portal, which goes through all different types of training and all different types of good stuff. And then we have access to a role play every single day with a coach. So if you want to do that link will be in the description. I think it's 50 bucks a week. Awesome. Aussie, Aussie dollar dues. But, uh, yeah, guys, thanks very much for coming and we'll see you soon. Bye. Thanks guys. Bye. Put that coffee down. Coffee's for closers only. Thank you.